Hello, my name's Cameron. And I'm Shinara. And welcome back to the Homework Club. Today we are joined by a very special guest. We are joined by our friend Brian from the Movie Mayhem podcast, and he's joining us all the way from New York. Welcome, Brian. Hey, guys. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Well, we're really glad to have you on the show. This is our first, like, you know, we've had interviews before, but this is our first time we've, like, done a show with someone. Yeah, like our first podcast collaboration. I feel bad for you if I'm your first guest. (laughs) No, don't say that. Come on. So I I just want to ask you guys, you know, a quick question. So how long have you guys been uh, podcasting and doing all this stuff? Well, it's been since July, I think. So so the end of the end of like our school term, we both decided to start doing it. Oh, very. So you're both, you're both teachers. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, that's. What is that like three, four months? Three yeah. months. Yeah. We're enjoying it. That's good. <laughs> and how about you, Brian? How long have you been podcasting? This February would be our fourth year. Wow. wow. That's awesome. So how did you get into podcasting? Uh, so me and my co-host, Matt, uh, we actually have been working together for the past, I think, like eight years. And a bunch of our friends wanted to start like a random topics podcast, I think, in 2013. Uh, there was like eight people in one show. Wow. So that, didn't, that didn't work out at all. <laughs> so Just a logistic after, nightmare. After, a little, after like a little time off and everything... Matt and I just talked, we're like, we only talked about movies on the show, so we just decided to continue it uh, with Movie Mayhem, and we've been going almost every Sunday since 2015. Wow, that's so good. Yeah. Um, I, I, do you ever find, so I've, we found a couple times that, like, sometimes you just don't get time to watch the movie, or you just, you know, life just gets in the way and stuff. Yeah, um, no, we, we've had we've had that problem. Some, like, we've been pretty consistent and good with it. Uh, Matt is actually in dental school he's actually finishing up his uh like graduate program so he's like seeing patients and then also being kind enough to review a movie on the weekend <laughs> with me so we've we've been able to kind of work out um our schedule where we'll we'll talk about it on like Tuesday watch the movie Friday Saturday and then record if not Saturday morning like Sunday morning oh wow so it's a pretty tight schedule pretty tight turnaround yeah but you know, and then normally if it's it comes to those things like you just go ah I, we don't care and we just we won't record that week or we'll just go off on a tangent but we've been pretty good with uh, not going off on tangents. Ah, that's good, man. I guess the consistency is the key. So yep. you um, told us that out of all the musicals in the world, The Little Shop of Horrors was your absolute favorite. Um, so why is that? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, well, the like the main the main character is super relatable, like especially for me, like uh, like he's just kind of like a quiet guy. And outside of like podcasting, I don't really like talk to m- many people, so I kind of keep to myself. And you know, I- I've been in the situations where I've pined after a girl, or you know, wanted to be bigger than I am. Mm. So like it's that's and then a lot of the songs are also really catchy and a lot of fun. And well, I like um I I watched it and I didn't think I'd seen it before, and then all these all these songs kept coming on. I was like, oh, I know this song. I know this song. So, yes, this week, our two movies, we've done musicals. And so our guest Brian has picked for us The Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors, which was a 1960s movie, which I accidentally started watching and then realized that was wrong. Uh, and then it was turned into a play and then turned back into a movie. Um, the new version is... Um Directed by Frank Oz, created in 1986, and that's based off the off-Broadway uh, musical. Very, very successful. It made over 30 million. 
Oh no, yeah, uh, it made like 38 million in the box office. And it was all filmed in Pinewood Studios in the UK as well. So Brian, you, st- you chose this musical for us. I understand that you said that you kind of relate to the main character. And for, the, for, the, for those of our listeners that um, aren't aware, uh, the film is about um, a geeky flurry shop worker who finds out that Venus Flytrap can speak and it star- um, stars Rick Mor- Moranis as Seymour. Um, so what part of this film is your absolute favourite? Um, I I said before the uh, the the feed me song where uh, Audrey two actually just uh, turns Seymour into the fact that he has to kill to feed the plant to succeed. I love it. It becomes so that's sinister. Like, that's one of the best parts because it has it has everything. Like it it shows his like a mini character arc before his his like his character arc. Yeah, he's so reluctant to do it at first, and then he goes from like. A drop of blood from his finger to full-on murdering people within like a scene and the fact he has amazing chemistry with just a puppet we always say and we, we said this again for this one movies that use puppets instead of mm-hmm. like cgi are just so much more effective oh yeah because it's it's something to play off it's they see it in the like in the in, right in front of them so they know how to how they would react to it instead of like I th- uh, did you guys ever see like the new uh, the prequel Star Wars movies? Like yeah, exactly when it's just like a tennis ball yeah, like, on a stick. They just yeah. they're just staring at a tennis ball and it's you could you could tell. And we because we watched um, we watched Alien a few months ago or a few weeks ago or something, and we said it was so good because of exactly that because they had this nine foot monster running around after them that you could have genuine fear of it. No, yeah, I, I, I uh, like besides musicals, I also love like. Like puppet movies and also like cre- these creature features where it's like, like these big foam rubber monsters. Like actors, like they put out these surprising performances because it's it's real life for them. It's actual, it's 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 tangible. They could touch it. They could, you know, they could smell it. So it's like when it scares them, it's like real scares or yeah, yeah, or like, definitely. Yeah. How old? Um, I think it came out in '86, right? Or '88, '86. So I think my parents let me watch it when I was maybe uh, five or six. Well, that's, pretty, that's pretty young. I think it was one of those like, oh, your cousins are coming over. We have this movie from uh, from Blockbuster. Just shut up and sit in front of the TV. Oh, good old Blockbuster. The last one remains in America. Yeah. The last blockbuster yeah. in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's called the last blockbuster, isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's a weird movie because it's kind of like cartoony, but. Yeah, then just like murders start happening. Even though like he does kill two people, no, I never saw it as like um, a murdery kind of film. I no. thought it was more of a like comedy, isn't it? Yeah. And you got the evil dentist as well, and even then you're just a bit like, well, that's actually hilarious as opposed to. Scary. No, uh, no, yeah, it, it it doesn't like on the surface, it does not appear like it will be like you'll have like an axe murder in the middle of the in the middle of the movie. Like, exactly. Switch into a different movie. It it kind of comes like this this like. Uh, guy who's shooting out of his league who's like just trying to get uh just get ahead in life and then when uh when audrey 2 starts talking it, it takes off and it goes like absolutely insane yeah exactly i have to say i love the uh the steve martin dentist scene i think that's got to be my favorite song oh you have no idea about the dentist song over here so with matt becoming a dentist people <laughs> never he never saw this movie before before we like we did the review of it last year yeah when this song when he i've been kind of like sending like subtle hints to him about the song <laughs> and he never picked up on it so when he actually got to see it for the first time he he told me it was like he 
he like jumped out of his seat laughing. He was <laughs> so into it. And he has a bunch. He showed the movie to a bunch of his dentist friends, and they also <laughs> just started like going nuts over, over it. That's awesome. And it's just like it's such a brilliant little like. Well, he's a character, but it's still sort of like a cameo from him. Like, it's just such a good role. He's not even in it that much, but it's so funny. No, it, um, did you, uh, was it, they said that it took him like six weeks to film all of his scenes, which I think were like basically two and a half, because he would just add more like, <laughs> beat beats to his, his performance. So Steve Martin, like, but the whole idea of him like beating up his secretary every like turn. Yeah, through like, the door like, and this stuff. This is how we're going to yeah. do it. This, and so it just kept on. Like he kept on adding and adding and adding to it. That's awesome. That's so. I love to hear that. Um, the other, the other amazing cameo was uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> who was just uh, a that, like comedic wizard. Be, when, they, when I was a little kid, that freaked me out because <laughs> how like into being a uh, going to the dentist he was. <laughs> it was so creepy. It was like sexual, and then he's like sitting up on his seat waiting for his turn. Uh, yeah, and like when you uh, so like seeing it as a kid and then seeing it as when I got older and realizing that he was actually like super enjoying it in <laughs> yeah. like more than just a you know happy to be here way. Yeah, yeah, like he was, and then the, I love the the way that he was talking about all the other dentists he's been to, and then he was like going around town going to all these dentists so he could get punished. Yeah, also, he a lot of his stuff is ad libbed, it's all improv from him. Because it, it uh, I read it, it's on IMDb. If you check it out, he said like he he ad libbed a lot of his stuff. The only thing that was scripted was like his movements throughout the office. <laughs> so everything he said was you know improv, and the editor had a tough time cutting it all into pieces to make it like make sense. <laughs> and just just the little stuff like his like his face as he got caught stealing the um the tools at the end. Yeah. So what do you, what are like, what do, what do you think about the romance? Like the, the, uh, the relationship between Seymour and Audrey? I, I loved it. I love that. Like that, uh, you know, she knew like, like she was basically in a bad relationship with, uh, Orrin Scavello just to get out of Skid Row. And she didn't think she deserved Seymour. And then he didn't think he deserved her. So they were both like, they were both on the same street, but on two different sides of it. Good, I like that a lot. Sorry, it's just it's just like it's such a funny mix because it has like a genuine, quite a nice little love story in it, but it's also like this ridiculous comedy and kind of like a sci-fi like monster movie at the same Audrey, time. Uh, Ellen Green, I believe her name is, uh, was actually in the original play. Yeah, she was she was like the only only person to come over, and she's yes. such an amazing singer that I felt bad for her when she yes. had to like sing with Rick Moranis. Cause he's just trying his best, and, and she's like, she could like laugh him easily. <laughs> I I, th- I thought he was a good singer. Did you not think he was a good enough singer? No, I, no he's. I mean, obviously for, not like, in comparison like to her, the, but just generally. Like the songs he was doing, he was but when right. they sang "Suddenly Seymour," it's like you could tell like who, who's like a singer, and it's like she was like being very courteous throughout the entire time. I I like I loved it. I thought uh, the voice actor for uh, Audrey Two was really like charismatic and uh, like a seductive voice like uh and he kind of just like kind of fooled like you could tell that uh Seymour is very easily like manipulated so he, he like he played on that without like being overtly like manipulative <laughs> like it was weird mm-hmm. how much the plant knew about like Wait, I'm, his I'm life sorry. what was going on because he knew to go kill the dentist yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like he played on his he played on his insecurities and he played on like his desires and that's you know a lot of uh a lot of movies wouldn't like be a little bit more heavy-handed with that 
I could be looking at this one through like rose tinted glasses because I like it so much, but like. <laughs> it was a funny like. It wasn't even a tweet. the very last song, just before he explodes Audrey 2, that you find out that Audrey 2 is from space. Oh, yeah, the uh, was it the mean green uh, mother? <laughs> the mean green mother from outer space. I, I just, I, I love the whole fact, like, that, like, like you're saying with the reveal, it's like the best is like when he comes in, it's like, oh, you just, it's for world domination and. Uh, Audrey just goes, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's like you found you find that out, and then ten seconds later, Audrey gets exploded. You're like, ah, oh, well, doesn't matter. Um, so I'm sure you're aware, but initially the original ending was meant to duplicate the stage ending, so it was meant to be quite dark, and everyone kind of dies at the end. Um, so in it, the original ending was with um Audrey one, the original human being Audrey, um finds out that um, Seymour's um, killed everyone and then she ends up getting eaten by Audrey 2 and then he tries to kill himself and then the studios were told that they had to make a happy ending. Do you think then um, that it was better to have a happier ending for this film or do you think a darker ending would have been more suitable? Uh, um, was the the original... Uh, did you guys see the original ending at all? No. <laughs> I just read about they it. Have it on, they had it on oh. YouTube and... The uh, the amount of like puppet work that's done in it is ridiculous. Did they did they film the original ending? They did, yeah. They did. There's um there's a color version and a black and white version. Oh wow. Uh, they like, but it's it's super dark. It's really depressing when you watch it. <laughs> it's like it's kind of a bummer the way things have like they're going, and it's like oh man, this is like super super depressing. But um, like the puppet work is actually. Incredible! It looks like they spent half their budget on the the puppet work. Wow, I think like I think the ending of this one is it's what you expect to happen, and it's perfect because it's the whole movie is just this like light-hearted, silly, like over-the-top, ridiculous thing. So it's good to finish it on a silly, happy note with a bit of a you never know yeah, 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 <laughs> with the with the little sapling. I love Rick Moranis yeah. as well. Do you see? Do you guys ever see Spaceballs? Yeah, man, him in Ghostbusters and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. We um, we were looking up because we were both sitting here. And we're like, what happened? What happened, Rick Moranis? Because he was like the go-to nerdy comic guy, and his wife died of cancer in '91. Um, and he kind of just like backed out of the retired to help take care of his. Yeah, kids. which is like, it's it's like a, a sad story, but it's a really sort of nice reason for stepping out of it all. Yeah, he's a. I mean, like you can tell he's like a genuine good guy. Like he, like he he yeah. could have like kept on doing like bit parts here and there to you know, still act, but he, he he gave it all up, you know, because he knew like his family was more important. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure I'm sure he had enough money that he didn't really have to go back to it. Yeah, he had Honey, I Shrunk the Kids money, which set him up for life. So he's good. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we might uh, we might wrap this movie up. So what would you? So as is tradition on the homework club we uh we give each of them a grade like a like an a to f grade what would you give this one um i'd give this overall i'd give it like a like a b minus because it does have its cheesy parts it does have like some mistakes here and there but like overall it's still like an enjoyable enjoyable movie yeah, definitely. I, I reckon i'd give it a, i reckon i'd give it a b plus i loved all the songs i just love the puppet work and stuff i'd give it a b I think we're all in the B range yeah, right, aren't we? Yeah. Just like B per yeah, so we've got the range of the Bs. We asked you as well to um have a look at one of our well, 
Cameron's. My, yeah, it was Cameron. It was Cameron's favorite Liverpool's <laughs> and the Blues Brothers. I mean, I wanted to do Greece and I was shot down many, many times. Then I wanted to do Hairspray and I was shot down again because Cameron hates me. So we had to do the Blues Brothers. Um, and because Greece and Hairspray are basically the same movie. They're not the same movie. One is about racism and the other one isn't. That's it. Have you um, watched Grease and Hairspray, Brian? Uh, yes, I've seen uh, Grease. Uh, my, my mother made me watch Grease like every, almost every time I was homesick from school. <laughs> um, was forcing you to watch Grease, was I'm, that to I'm try probably, and make you go back to school? I don't know. Half the time I don't know because she also <laughs> let, me watch, she, she let me watch Die Hard too. So it was like... I, I guess sending mixed messages. How sick I was that day. If it was like a stomach thing, I'd watch Grease. And if it was like a, a real illness, I'd watch Die Hard. That seems fair. Yeah, right? No, yeah. Um, the uh, Hairspray, I saw the newer one that came out like a couple years ago. Yeah, with John Travolta as the woman. Yeah, that was... That was um, something <laughs> it was definitely a movie yeah, it was it. it was bright it was colorful i mean uh i mean zach efron can sing like he's good in it yeah that's true okay. yeah give him that it's like in the greatest showman what's that in the greatest showman with um he yeah yeah i, I yeah. my brother made me watch that uh a couple weeks ago did you like it i hated the story because it's <gasps> it's yeah. complete garbage that like yeah t bartom's this great dude but uh yeah he was like a total asshole yeah. wasn't he he was properly he's evil yeah. a bad guy he is like <laughs> they could have they could have honestly made it about just some random fake name they could have switched them yeah, that's like, true like bt parnum like it doesn't even matter like don't make it about him yeah yeah exactly but, but the songs in that because he was and the performances are out of this world yeah so you've probably picked up that i'm australian so hugh jackman is like our national treasure as he should be <laughs> He's no, everyone's national treasure. Yeah, I think yeah. he's the world's because treasure. Because he's now. amazing. He's such a nice guy. He can't be, he can't be everyone's national treasure. He's, he's our he's treasure. No. Treasure. <laughs> he's such a nice guy. He's like the nicest man from interviews I've seen of him. Obviously, I've never met him. He might be a total asshole. No, he's yeah, good. He's, yeah, you know, his kids are adopted. Yeah. No, yeah, like Hugh Jackman seems like the best dude to ever like be around. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen him and Neil Patrick Harris doing um, the Tony Awards? Neil Patrick Harris, sorry, I'm um, doing the Tony Awards um, opening. I th I think I um I think so. Is that the one where he um? I think Hugh Jackman ended with his Wolverine and, and like when he's singing. Am I, I might be mistaken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's really good. He was really good in Les Mis as well. He could really sing. Yeah, um, no, Les Mis was was really good. I I enjoyed it when I saw it. Um, I felt bad for Russell Crowe, like. Everybody, everybody hated his performance. Like, really hated it. I didn't think it was that bad. No, I mean, I couldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like he was like the bad guy, so it was like he could have like the sort of rough voice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they, what they expected. You know, he's, I know Russell yeah, Crowe's exactly. an abandon everything when he tries. That's, that's all you can expect from these people sometimes. Come on. I mean, people love Ryan Gosling right. and La La Land, and he kind of did the same thing. That's true. I hated that film with a passion, La La yeah. Land. Like. It just makes me angry how much I hate this film. Like, the first one that I hate the most in the entire world is a Ghostbusters remake. But then after that, it's La La Land. And I hate the fact it won all of those awards. I can go on about this forever because I walked out several times, kept coming back to rant at the TV and then walking out again. I hated it. I hated it so much. But Ryan Gosling learned how to play the piano on set. Like, he learned, like, to that level, which I thought was pretty incredible. He's, like, musical like you can. Totally. Like, I, like, I know, like... With the awards, like Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood, 
So if you ever want to win an Oscar, just giving you a heads up, make it about Hollywood. <laughs> You'll win, hands down. Like, That's it, funny. But um, the, like the first time I saw a lot, I went to actually, I hunted it down to actually see it in the theaters. And I, I was kind of caught up with the in the ending where I kind of cried a little bit. And I have, I have no problem saying <laughs> that I cried during La La Land. It's just that when I watched it again, I was like, oh, man. I cried during this part. Like, oh, that's a that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so the um the only movie I've properly like cried in, if you're embarrassing, you cry at everything. Is um no the one movie I've actually cried in was Real Steel, was a robot boxing movie with Hugh Jackman in it. I've never wait heard the Nakam the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. So there's a bit at the end because he was like yeah because there's a bit at the he was like a he was like an ex professional boxer and then he like got his kid back and he was reconnecting with his kid and there was this moment where he's like fighting and it's just like all his dreams had come true oh it was a whole thing it was all this all these emotions at once well you know it, it's Hugh Jackman he could he could master everybody's emotions so I don't you know I'm not, I'm not holding that against you I mean, thank you no I mean I I've probably cried at more embarrassing movies so it's it's okay to cry at movies just just let it out. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. All right, so we'll jump into uh, Blues Brothers. Have you seen yeah. it before? Uh, yes, I've seen it plenty of times. It's uh, it, they always play it like I think they play it, like every couple of months here in uh in New York or in America, like on like uh either what was Spike TV, which is now Paramount Network, or, or the uh, or AMC where they play like The Walking Dead. Like they'll always play it because it's uh, yeah, just one of those like classic reruns. So, uh, The Blues Brothers is, an, is a 1980 American musical comedy starring John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. It was directed by John Landis. It cost $30 million to make, which at the time it was one of the most expensive movies ever made. But it made $115 million, which is pretty good, I think. I think most of it was for crashing cars, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I was, I was telling Shannara before, they set the record at the time for the most cars crashed. With which is absolutely ridiculous. When when like when that happens, it's it's nuts. Like the like when they drive through the mall, they crash in the on the highway. It's just, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's almost like totally to... unnecessary to the plot. Um, sorry, what was that? Well, it's just like you know, this, this is a movie about a band trying to raise money for an orphanage. There's like no real reason for these insane car chases and these crazy crashes. No, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best part of it too. Is that there's absolutely no reason for any of this. <laughs> And it just happens to like escalate each time. Yeah, exactly. So the the plot is um, John Belushi's character Jake has just gotten out of prison. His brother Elwood, which is Dan Aykroyd, picks him up. Um, they go and visit the the orphanage that they grew up in, and they find out that the orphanage is closing down because they've they've can't afford the um, rent or whatever. Boys say, right, we'll get the money, we'll get the band back together, our Blues Brothers band, and we'll make the money and we'll save the orphanage. It's a proper, like, classic save the rec centre, you know, like, we'll save the day, guys. I thought he was, I mean, I wasn't too much of a fan of this film, but I did think that, you know, they grew up in an orphanage. I thought that was quite sad. And that they just want to help the orphanage. It's quite nice. No, yeah, it, it's, uh, like, the whole, like, setup of the orphanage is, it's really funny that they, like, they, they're doing this nice thing for something they obviously, like, had a tough time getting through. Like, um, like, with the, when they went to go visit the penguin, and she just, like, unloads on them with the rulers. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save this, we'll save this place. Like, that's yeah, cool. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so then they go off and they have to like reunite the band members who have been scattered while he's been in prison um, with just hilarious consequences. Um, so the first guys they go to get are the ones playing at the that I don't even know what it's called the big purple room where they're all seeing like this terrible like lounge music. Oh yeah, <laughs> like uh, yeah, they're like lounge lizards. They just go out and they they play for the for like the, the happy hour crowd. Yeah. yeah, and there's like no one there. What and was your favorite line? oh, when he say, so when he goes, oh hey, how you doing? Where's my money, motherfucker? <laughs> and it's in like the nicest possible tones ever. <laughs> I'm gonna stop laughing because that's the best way. I think you need to acquire money from people that owe you money. <laughs> like how <laughs> you doing? Like yeah. yeah, where the fuck is my money? Phoebe do that in Friends with Monica. Remember? <laughs> hey, nice business. Yeah, where's my money? No, I, I love that. Like that was basically the end of every like musician sentence. Like, oh hey, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, all right, where's the money? And then then they kind of move on. Like um yeah, and it's and and the guys that they, they got were all real musicians. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I loved about it. And I I was I watched this with my girlfriend a few months ago, just not even for the podcast because I wanted her to watch it. And I was thinking about it. I was like, they must have recognized that the different band members could act to a different degree because then they got Mr. Fabulous the trumpet player to do that whole long restaurant scene no yeah like he gets a he gets a whole scene with dialogue and everything while uh, uh, Aretha Franklin's husband just gets to like sit down and listen to her sing <laughs> I love that scene before singer but she cannot act like she's not known there's no way with the hey you better think with the wagging yeah. finger and the dead eyes. It's like yeah just stick to what you know darling dry <laughs> toast without your four fried chickens Oh yeah, chickens. I just want the chickens. Do you want chi- do you want fried leg, fried thigh, no, four, four chickens? Four fried chickens and a coke. Like it is funny with Aretha Franklin, who who is like this amazing stage presence, but she can't act at all. Yeah, like, she got like, so weird. You could see how nervous she was acting, like just to kind of stand there and like say these lines. Well, she could go on stage with like a million people watching her and just knock it out. Yeah, exactly. It's such a funny how it's like it, it doesn't translate across to different sort of uh, mediums. Yeah. Now, um, uh, did, and then. Uh, with you guys being in uh, England and from Australia, uh, I, I kind of thought this was just like a basic like American movie. Like, you guys saw this when you were younger, or just like kind of recently? Or oh, I've, this was my first time watching the Blues. I um I grew up with it. I don't know how I even like. I can't remember if my parents. I don't think my parents ever were into it. It must have been one of the ones that was on TV, and I just caught a glimpse of it or something. Because I loved this movie. I I like taped it on VHS and watched it over and over. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because like, like I, like I remember a while back. I think I saw it when I was a little bit older, and just being like floored by, like. Uh, like how, like I I don't I don't want to sound like an idiot here, but like it kind of looks like super American, where it's like in like the grimy streets and then like the countryside within like two shots, with like very little transition. Yeah, yeah, that's it's good. It's a good look. Um, I just like I just love the the feel of it because obviously these guys started as like a as like an SNL sketch. Was it? They both were SNL and then they left before this. They started shooting this movie, so they. They they weren't as popular as they should have been. Yeah, and then but like the whole thing kind of feels like it's just a joke anyway. Like you know the whole the whole the fact that they don't take their hats off or their glasses off. The whole thing is kind of just like a piss take. But then you have this actually like incredible music and these like world clues artists singing throughout the whole thing. I mean, I just uh, this is one of those movies that like 
you 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 have to kind of sit and watch. It, it's it's two movies basically, the beginning and and the from the beginning to end, and like it just gets better. Yeah, I just and uh, the so they so yeah they go around and they collect all their band members, um, sort of blackmailing a few of them and like you know, bringing oh, yeah. a few of them and they go and they realize they have to, they just play one or they they play at Bob's Country Bunker, which turns out to be a disaster because they they're expecting country music. I like the cage, like they sing behind the cage in case they get bottled and they keep getting bottles and they carry on singing. <laughs> oh, the, the country bar? Yeah. That, that, I think that like, that's continued too because I don't know, um, they did the same gimmick in Roadhouse where they had like the chicken wire lining the bar because people keep on throwing glass at it. Is that a real thing that they do? I think so. It's like, None of the places I've gone to see like music has ever had chicken wire. But then again, I'm <laughs> I'm from New York, so <laughs> we just say mean things. We don't throw glass. We just like kind of look at you funny. <laughs> and then um, and then they they end up like going to play this one massive gig, which they they play this all this build up and they play two songs, <laughs> and then have to sneak out halfway through because like the whole state has the whole state's police force has come to get them. And then, then they have the wild end car chase, which is great. Oh, it's so good. And it's like, it's ridiculous. Cause like, you think about it, they play their gig and then they leave and they start driving. And then the next scene, it's like morning. So even if you thought it was midnight that they played their gig, they were driving for like six hours through the night. Was it like one of my favorite parts of that, that whole chase is when they're, they're being chased by uh, the Nazis and they just do a backflip because they hit the brakes hard. That was so weird. I remember watching that as a kid and being like, it's all been pretty legit up until now. Um, no, it wasn't legit up until now. Remember the back clips in the church? No, that's, that's the power of the Lord. Yeah, it, it, it honestly looked like someone threw like, their Hot Wheels, like, but just on camera. But, yeah. Like, the, the fact they actually like dropped cars out of planes... To, like to catch this stuff is like really ridiculous. Yeah, I think so they, had to, um, I was... they had to get like a special permit to drop the two cars. Oh really? So yeah. What did you think about um, the female character? I forgot her name. I mean, I like, I've I've loved Carrie Fisher since I like think I could remember. So, mm -hmm. like seeing her just out there just blowing shit up and burning everything <laughs> down. It, I wish I got more out of her. Yeah, she was kind of like, like I... on the edge really yeah. of the film. Yeah. Yeah, but like, like I understood it's not her story. But it's it's their story. But I would I still think her character would be way more interesting to to see like how he knows how to like where did she buy that bazooka? Like I I, I know America's pretty lenient on gun laws, but like bazookas are like one other thing. Yeah, exactly. I I just loved the their reaction to everything. That was like one of the funniest parts. Is that the building gets blown up and they just like step up and brush themselves off and walk away. It's like, oh yeah, we're uh, like I'm almost late for work. Like, I gotta go. And then when they get blown up at the um, when they're in the phone booth, and he lands, like, hey look, change. <laughs> I I think it was such a like a great like, X factor in the whole movie because you kind of forget she's there and when she pops up every so often you just go like, oh this is. This is gonna be this is gonna be wild to see like what she's gonna do next. Like in the tunnel when he's like, "Who is this woman? Why is she after us?" <laughs> she's finally like, yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, "You left me," and like he doesn't even remember who she was. I thought that was so horrible, but so funny at the same time. Like because he jilted her, didn't he? Yeah, like he left he, her at the altar. yeah, he and then he can't remember who she was. What the hell's that about? You gotta love the list of excuses he kind of runs through when he's like begging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't my fault. 
<laughs> like, I ran out of gas. I had a flat tire. Someone stole my car. I met a friend from out of town. Oh, man. Like, he's... Like, uh, like John Belushi in this movie was, was in like, incredible. Like, even... Yeah. And, he, like, it's... Um, like, he... Because he's supposed to be the more outgoing one, and, and Dan Aykroyd Elwood is supposed to be the more subtle one. And I... And it, well, until I guess until Dan starts dancing, because then he just he's off the he's off the chain and just yeah yeah flapping his knees around like he has no ACLs or MCLs. It's just, <laughs> good good for him. Um, I I love that because when I grew like growing up, I was like, oh, these two actors are in this movie about music, but then looking into it as an adult, you realize that these guys actually became a band, and it like turned into this movie. Did you ever listen to any of the music? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it uh, no, you... <laughs> uh, the, the musician Paul Schaefer, who's like best known for working with David Letterman, mm. was yeah. actually the, yeah, the he's piano also player in, um, in the band. Mother. But he got but John Belushi fired him because he took another job and said he's like disloyal to the band. So like, oh they, shit, was they, he actually in the band then? Seriously, yeah. That's unreal. So I I didn't know like cause a bunch of the music. I remember, like, I just loved the music. It was, it was definitely my first taste of, like, blues. Uh, I remember looking some of it up, and some of it always, it always said, like, the only version I could find was by the Blues Brothers. And I was like, oh, they've only got, like, the movie version. They don't have the original. But then some of those were originals by those guys. No, yeah, they, uh, no, they paid, they paid homage to a lot of, like, uh, older blues musicians. And it wasn't, like, because uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of other acts would do like like uh, Muddy Waters or um, Chuck Berry or so, so like well-known guys. Well, they kind of went like they did like deep cuts. Yeah, definitely. I had like I know I remember I bought the soundtrack when I was able to like buy CDs. Like so, when I had money in my pocket, I was like, I'm gonna go buy the Blues Brothers soundtrack. <laughs> Um, I was just saying that um, I only watched for very recently just for the podcast and I appreciated the songs but I didn't really like the film. I thought it aged really badly. Did you uh, watch it recently at all or do you think it's aged fine? Oh uh, no, you could definitely tell like the age. You could you could definitely like you could feel it. Um, the, the, like one of the things I do enjoy more now with uh, like podcasting about movies over the years and kind of getting a little bit more critical is like spotting uh, when they when they try different cinematography, mm-hmm. and there's some shots in this movie that were like like oh you shouldn't be doing this in this kind of movie, but you know good for you yeah. like mm. like the staircase scene with the the penguin like like that's a and even in uh, Little Shop of Horrors there's the the Skid Row song when they have the guys climbing up the fence you kind of yeah. look at those shots and you're like oh this is this is kind of advanced for you like what are you doing. So yeah, they finally, you know, they do their big car chase and they get back to the the Cook County office to pay their bill. Um, And then it's like, again, you've just had this crazy car chase scene. And then there's one of the most ridiculous scenes with like thousands of police and army and stuff all chasing these two guys. That was such a brilliant scene because it's just so over the top. You've got them abseiling down the buildings. You've got like the tanks rolling up onto the like courtyard and stuff. Was it? I like. I think one of my favorite parts is when they got into the like into the the town hall or the courthouse, whatever it is, and the army guys asked like, "Oh, what? Which way did they go?" And the guys like, "Oh, they go up the stairs to the left." And then the whole like the thousands of them just like streaming after him. And like everyone just kind of waits, and they're like, then they, like, uh, like no, it's, no, yeah, like it, it is, 
it is um, dated in age, but the comedy kind of carries through. Yeah, I reckon. I think so as well. And then you've got that, that brilliant final scene of them getting arrested, and then the cuts to them seeing Jailhouse Rock in the prison. You know who the uh, the clerk was, right? Yeah, it was Frank Oz. No, no, the clerk was uh, oh. Spielberg. Oh, the in the office. Yeah. Oh shit, that's awesome. So you know the you know the guy that gives him back all this all his stuff at the beginning in the prison. That's Frank Oz. Who directed but Little the Shop guy, Horrors? The guy at the end. Where they give the money for the orphanage, that's uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, wow. I never even realized that. That's awesome. To be honest, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to recognize Steven Spielberg ever because why would I? <laughs> Directors, behind the scenes. <laughs> How dare he be on the camera? All right. So what would you give this one on your, in, your, in a rating from A to, a to F? Um, I'd give this... I'd, I'd kind of be around a, like a B, a B plus because... Um, I mean, as much as I do love Little Shop of Horrors and with all the mistakes in this, like, um, this was one of the, like, the first, like, ones that kind of stuck with me. Yeah. So, like, like, uh, and then also, like, like, uh, the, the fact you could kind of point to it anywhere. Like, you could, if you see Dan Aykroyd in a black suit and a black tie, you know, like, oh, that's Elwood Blue. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, hands that's down. Blues Brothers like, straight away. Kinda, it still kind of... It it holds the test of time, but you you could under understand why, like it was in the eighties. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Shanara? You've been itching to say how to slate it. What are you gonna give it? No, I'm gonna give it like a C minus D. Yeah, I thought it was boring. All right. You're such a grouch. <laughs> I'm gonna give it an A because I love I love this movie. This is like yeah, but I love this movie. Like I grew up with it, and I've just sort of enjoyed it forever. All right, well. That's just about the end of it, I think. So, huge, huge thank you to our guest, Brian McCormick from Movie Mayhem Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. It was really, really good to have you on. Well, thank you guys for having me. Um, I'm sorry about the, the Skype connection. Hopefully, the next time we guys we talk, we'll, it'll be, something will be figured out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, we'll I mean, figure it out I, and we can I have apolo- a better one next time. I apologize to, uh, to your listeners if I sound like if I repeated stuff or... Oh, no, not at all, because with the magic editing, I'll be able to get rid of all of that. (laughs) (laughs) When you guys said you edited stuff, I was like, oh, wow, they they are so much more advanced than we are. (laughs) (laughs) Just just record, like, whatever happens, happens. Oh, no, if I had to... If we did it raw, the entire podcast would be full of camera going, um... And me going... (laughs) Because I do a lip smack every time I speak. So, yeah, we edit all of that out. Was it like, because well, when we do that, we have a, uh, so like, you've, you've heard like our, our theme song coming at the end. And if we do yeah. like musical cues, yeah, it's basically me holding up like a tiny speaker to it and playing stuff off my iPod. <laughs> yeah, we just, so we, it, just it, we just, uh, we just listened like... to your Jurassic Park one. <laughs> and you can tell like it's so obvious when you guys press the like press your button to play the theme song because it's like so far away and then it gets a bit louder. Oh yeah, and like half the like every time like this goes without fail. Every time we start the show, I always forget to raise the volume of like, the iPod. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, here's our here's our intro theme, and then I wait five seconds. Like I forgot to I forgot to do it again. <laughs> so it sounds like a fade in every time. Well, yeah, brilliant, man. Thanks, thanks so much for. No, I had a, I had a blast. Thank you guys for having me. I, no, yeah, if you guys, uh, I guess since this is the end, uh, 
you guys want to check out the show, you can hit us out, uh, hit us up on uh, at Movie Mayhem Pod on Twitter, at Movie Mayhem Podcast on Instagram, where I do really terrible photoshops of They're things. Awesome, we love them. It's pretty embarrassing. Like, I don't, I don't know if you, you guys, you guys follow us on Instagram, so you know, like the times you see the the pug paste, the the pug head paste it on things. <laughs> just, I think it looks. It's, it's really like, I think it, rudimentary, like Photoshop, and I think it looks really it's good. All on my phone when I'm sitting at work. I was saying to Shannara, I was like, I love it because it's like every every one of your like posts about the movies has your like logo and stuff in it. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I like that amateur look as well because it's just funny, isn't it? And that's what it should be. It should be a bit of fun. No, yeah, I have to like the thing is like I have to like search Google for like that one poster where I could like oh, I think a, a dog's head could fit there. <laughs> I think that that work. And went like uh, we did we did one recently. Uh, we we run like sometimes we run Twitter polls to like do a movie. And I picked four movies that have the worst posters to ever kind of like <laughs> try to put a, a a Photoshop dog head on. I was like, why did I, why did I do that to myself? Making like, you, yeah, making your job harder, making things harder. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. Definitely, everybody, go and check them out. They've got a really really good podcast. They've been doing it longer than us. They know what they're doing. Go go and check them out. Um, and hopefully we'll speak to you again. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Brian. Thank well, you. Thanks a lot. See you, mate. Okay, we're recording. <clears throat> All right, so for next week, we have some very exciting news. Why are you always so much louder than me? You can I see it now. louder into the microphone. Yeah, but I don't have a booming well, voice. They couldn't, because uh, Brian couldn't hear you. Yeah, I can't help he, it. He kept being like, what? Because you're like this. No, I wasn't whispering. Your things, your things were like this. And That's because you kept hogging the mic. Like, no, you'd take no. it and you'd take it and be like, so, Brian. Because he's a new person. movies? <laughs> your mum said that. But what about movies? Do you like movies? How are the relationships? Is it your spike? And I was like, hey, man, let's be bros. It's a really bad thing that you can see this now because now you're just like messing around with it. All right, we'll do a high-pitched one. Do a high-pitched one. Yeah. That looks like an like iceberg. You know what like you could mountain. do? It looks like a mountain and it's reflected in the light. You know what we could do? We could do this, right? This is how much we love each other. We could say, stop it. I'm saying it. We could say, um, and welcome to the homework club. And then that, matching tattoos. See? See? That's how much we love each I'm other. Not <laughs> They're quite you, popular. If you, mm. if you play something back, can you record over the top of that? What do you mean? So if I, if we, if I like did a beatbox mm-hmm. could you then play that back and then record again no you just record separately and just like splice together but yeah you could do that as well so, so should I show you now can you then play that and can I can we keep recording oh no 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 oops yeah <laughs> yeah I know it's like the one for I have I mean I don't know I don't know I just always forget to delete it um alright should we wrap this up then yeah so um, next week we are going on a f- school trip. We're going on a school trip. This is our, well, <laughs> I was going to say it's the first time we're doing it, but it's kind of like a, a weirdly unique situation. We're probably not going to do it much. No, but but just like the kids in my classes never went on school trips because I hate doing them. Oh, I went to London Dungeons a few weeks ago. 
Really? Yeah, it was amazing. Again, do you like going on trips? Yeah. I've been on I, I went on two. trips with 10 kids. We took 10 kids. It was like a... It was That's like a okay. Trip. It was so easy and the kids were all great. It was really fun. I went with I went with another teacher to um, the aquarium. Yep. That was nice because they were just year sevens and eights and they were just like the, you know, the 100% attendance kids. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. But then... And you could also, because it's all in one spot, mm-hmm. you could also just be like, go and look at the fish. Yeah, no, I, no, I had to take care of this, you know, the needy ones. But, um, but then I did a year 10 trip, a media trip, and it was meant to be a good idea, but it was flipping shit, like absolutely shit. Like the kids was like fucking around. Um, it was meant to be like watching these incredible short films... I don't think they appreciated mm. like where yeah. they were because well, yeah, yeah. they kept criticizing all the actors and it's just like you know it's all self-funded yeah. you know they self-funded it like do you know how many how much money it takes to make a film how long one kid was saying to me and i'll tell the name later so you can raise an eyebrow he said oh i could do that with my with my mates i know you couldn't yeah and yeah you you definitely couldn't no that's why the people yeah the professionals and yeah <laughs> anyways anyway, school trip so the, the sort of story behind this is that we, um, a friend of mine through volleyball is a, she's like a writer, director uh, in the film business and she has a TV show coming out um, and she basically posted the poster for this TV show and it looked wicked. Posted the poster. Posted the poster. Mm-hmm. And Shania and I both saw it and like, damn, let's get this, let's get her on, <coughs> on for the show. And she, we contacted her and she said, yep, definitely, let's do it. But we can't make it out to you guys. How about we book Ooh, you? Oh, just about to reveal where I, where I lived. I would have got all it? those stalkers. Yeah. <laughs> the one person that listens to this podcast. Uh, we, and then we... That's your brother. Um, how about we book you... How about we book a meeting room at our office? You mm-hmm. come in like, oh, oh yeah. Things she's are like, about to get flipping said, professional. Said, is it okay to bring our she said, is it okay to bring all your equipment? We're like, well, we have a laptop and mic, so we can probably manage it. Yeah. Yeah. So, we yeah, can. Yeah, we can totally do that. Yeah. Um so look forward to that. It's gonna be really, really exciting. I'm really excited for that one. It's gonna be good fun. Or it won't. What if all my equipment like shuts down? And then we just sit That'll there. That'll be embarrassing. I'm going to blame you 100% because it's your domain. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, also. I'll just take everything away, then we'll never do this again. Yeah, probably. <laughs> look, look at your spikes. You need it. You do this. You do this. No, I don't. Do I wasn't. Look. Look at, look at me. Look at my spikes now. And now look at me. Yeah, think about it. Um, I think I need to sit here because you talk too quiet. <laughs> I need to be here and be like, yeah. Maybe you talk too loud. Maybe, like, stop being so Australian and just, you know, have some British decorum and not be so loud. How about that? Maybe I'll replace you with another Australian. Have fun with that. You and Carly? Yeah. Yeah, do it. She'll be like, what's a movie? The other thing we announced today is our new little bonus... Features, bits. which is bonus, bonus bits. Um, Alliteration there for all the English students out there. We will be releasing them as... As and uh, when, audio, really. But as mm. audio mm. things. But also, Shannara has made them into really, really cool videos with, like, things popping up and little video clips and sound things and stuff. So They're basically video clips. They're not that cool. They No, they are cool. She's underselling it. So go and check out our YouTube channel, which is just the Homework Club. You'll find it. 
Um, the first one is me talking about how great Adam Sandler is. So. These are just going to be completely random. They're going to be completely off topic. The next one um, for Bone Spits um, will be me talking about Grey's Anatomy. Um, so it's not films. It's not always going to be about films. It'll just be random bits. No, it's just going to be yeah. things that we're... Things that we uh, are passionate about or like keen to talk about but don't really fit into this. Yeah, it's a bit like a really shitty, boring version of Trevor Noah's um, behind the scenes, what he does behind the scenes of his show, which is actually excellent and great because but it's like Trevor that, Noah. But a bad version. But yeah, a really amateur version of that. So if you want to see that, check it out. <laughs> so yes, next week we have our special school trip. Um, so we don't have specific movie focus. So you guys get a week off from watching movies. But really look forward to this uh, next week. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really interesting. We're going to have a lot of interesting questions and hopefully some really good discussion yeah as always uh, please go on to instagram facebook twitter and now youtube as well the home club pod um do watch us listen to us and leave us your comments your feedback and email us at the home club pod at gmail.com we love receiving your emails regardless of how random and weird they might be subscribe to our youtube channel yes do subscribe don't just watch subscribe because apparently you need to subscribe to a youtube channel for it to become like really popular yeah yeah we've got we've got someone that's subscribed mm-hmm well, I don't know who it is who keeps commenting. Oh. I've got one comment on like three of our videos oh. from this one person. What do they say? I haven't first one, have you, do you know, are you messing with me? No. Do you know who it is? No. Ah, the first person said, because you know there's like this, um, this trend of, if you're the first person to comment on a video, yeah. they say first. So this person oh, yeah. said that. I oh, like, I think I that's like, Scott. <laughs> oh, that's nice. SMT19. Yeah. yeah, Scott Michael Tompkins, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's no one. Yeah. No, yeah, I didn't know him. I, like, I didn't know he was doing that. that. Yeah, first. And then he, on the next one, he wrote on the video of me. Mm. He wrote vice president. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he wrote because it says it on the thing. Yeah, you are <laughs> vice president. As am I. Um, I forgot our thingy. I forgot our company name, so I couldn't write that down. The Home Club. No. Limited. No, vice president. Uh, you know, from American Psycho. Yeah. What's it called? Pierce and Pierce. That's it. Pierce and Pierce. Um, also, also, go and check, check out. Movie Mayhem podcast. It's really good. We were saying before, it is basically us, but like they're both American, they're both dudes. It's this, it's like the same podcast. Yeah. But they do some really good movies and they have some really fun and they have been doing it much good, much longer done, than us. Done a lot longer. They've got guests. They've got like sound clips and stuff. So go and check it out. It's really good. I really recommend it. I genuinely listen to it. Not just not just for this. Yeah. Me too. Um. Brilliant. Thanks. Yeah. Bye.